freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today is Monday, December 28th, 2015. This will be the last What on Earth is Happening podcast for the year, 2015. Almost completely wrapped up. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. And I hope you have a good New Year coming into 2016. We have a great show lined up for you here tonight. I'm going to be talking about the importance of a strong physical constitution. Building the body and working with the body. Diet, health, exercise, all absolutely critical and important ingredients in any person who wants to actively participate in rebellion here on earth so that's coming our way in this edition of what on earth is happening i want to thank my guest from last week mike thompson who came on the show uh, to discuss the state of music in general and specifically rebellion in music mike of course is the guitarist the lead guitarist of my band the founders And I have a few event announcements before we get started with the topic of discussion for today. The Free Your Mind 4 conference is going to be coming at us very quickly. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, get them now. Free Your Mind 4, a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult. Taking place at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. April 15th, 16th, and 17th of 2016. Free Your Mind returns to Philadelphia with a three-day conference featuring top caliber, caliber whistleblowers and researchers from across the country who will shed light upon our world's problems and bring forward empowering solutions, spreading awareness on the topics of consciousness, mind control, subversive occult influences, holistic 
body, mind, spirit, health, and solution-oriented approaches to the problems humanity faces in these challenging times. The speakers for Free Your Mind 4 are as follows. Bob Tuscan, Kathy O'Brien, David Whitehead, Freeman, Jamie Hanshaw, Jay Parker, Janice Barcelo, Jim Mars, John Vibes, Jordan Maxwell, Josie Wales, Ken Rolla, Laura Eisenhower, myself, Mark Passio, Mark Phillips, Mary Sean Young, Max Egan, and Ross Ben. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, please uh, do keep in mind Ross Ben at this time because uh, his father recently passed away, so uh, he could use your uh, positive energy and support at this time. I'm sure he's going through a difficult time, so uh, keep that in mind. Um, I believe some more speakers are still going to be announced. I'm not sure if that's uh, definitely the case, but uh, that's the main lineup right now uh, of featured speakers. An all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 4 conference, $169.99. Individual day passes available for $59.99. You can get your tickets today at freeyourmindconference.com. Once again, the conference's website, freeyourmindconference.com. Free Your Mind 4 is going to be an event like no other of its kind, and it's going to be an event that you're not going to want to miss coming at us in April of 2016. I will be giving an all-day seminar with Jay Parker entitled Demystifying the Occult Part 2, Satanism and the Dark Occult. This will be a live all-day seminar taking place at the Ethical Society of Philadelphia. The Ethical Society is at 19, 1906 Rittenhouse Square, Philadelphia, PA. This will be taking place Saturday, February 6th. So just a little over a month. Saturday, February 6th, 2015. An all-day seminar starting a little afternoon, 12.30 p.m. and going until 9 p.m. So this is going to be one you're not going to want to miss, folks, because I'm going to really get into my experiences in the dark occult, what it really is, what it's about, what Satanism really is, how it has infiltrated our culture, uh, the the general ideology, and how most people adhere to it. And uh, you're not going to m- want to miss the things that Jay Parker is going to be talking about at this either. He's going to be getting into trauma-based mind control and the kind of uh, horrific things that these people do to their own kind, let alone to other people, but to the people within these cult systems and to their own children. So uh, this is going to be a very powerful uh, all-day seminar on the darkness. Satanism and the Dark Occult, Demystifying the Occult Part 2, Satanism and the Dark Occult, live all-day seminar, myself and Jay Parker, Saturday, February 6th, 2015, all day at the Ethical Society of Philadelphia. Uh, great venue, by the way. I've spoken there a few times uh, as part of the Tesla Science Foundation's uh, events that they have hosted there. Uh, my recent uh, Tesla presentation called The Dark Side of Tesla Technology was uh, held there, was recorded there. Uh, so this is a great venue. Uh, and, you know, the topic the, the, the topic matter could not be any more um, absolutely necessary for people to understand at this point. Uh, This is something that is completely rampant 
in our culture, and most people don't understand uh, this twisted religion that really has the reins of power in this world. Um, and most people are in denial of it. They don't want to accept that these people are Satanists, that these people are dark occultists. You know, it, it frightens them to such an extent that they won't even talk about it, but it's a, it's a discussion that has to be tabled and uh, understood. So this is going to be a um, very, very important seminar. So come on out if you're in the Philadelphia area or even if you're not in the Philadelphia area. The um, prices are going to be announced next week, uh, the price for the uh, attendance of this seminar. So uh, just hold on for that information, but uh, that will be available probably even before next week. Um, you know, uh, we're working that out and uh, it will be available very shortly. Uh, just watch the website for that. I'll be putting uh, this flyer for this event um, up with the podcast and also I'll be putting a banner on the homepage uh, regarding this event as well uh, of whatonearthishappening.com. So Demystifying the Occult, Saturday, February 6th. Don't miss it. The Founders, my anarchist hardcore punk band, will be playing Saturday, February 27th, 2016 at Connie's Rick Rack. That's at 1132 South 9th Street in the Italian Market section of South Philadelphia. That's just off the corner of 9th and Ellsworth Streets. It's on 9th Street between Ellsworth and street and washington avenue so uh we'll be playing a full set saturday february 27th come on out for that uh other bands to be announced i still have some what on earth is happening promotional t-shirts with the one great work sigil the all-seeing eye and the one great work of truth love and freedom uh those shirts are available for a voluntary donation uh you can click the button on the left hand side of what on earth is happening.com about those t-shirts to get information on how you can uh, get one there's also a donation button on the left hand side of what on earth is happening.com and if you feel that the information that i have presented here on this radio show and on my website uh, through my videos uh, has been of value to you then please feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work and my efforts so that I can continue them into the future. So with that having been said, let's jump into our main topic of discussion for today, which is the importance of a strong physical body. How to maintain physical strength, how to maintain physical health. You know, so much of what we talk about here on What on Earth is Happening is, you know, cerebral, it deals with the uh, psychological information, the spiritual information, but you know, seeking truth in the way that most people do today can be a sedentary lifestyle. It's sedentary activity. It's it, it's activity that is done with the mind, but it's very sedentary regarding the body. You know, you just think of a person who is seeking truth or generally usually sitting at a screen somewhere or reading a book, sitting down in a chair or lying down in a prone position, uh, maybe reading a book or reading something off of a tablet or a phone, you know, or sitting at a computer desk and staring into a computer screen. While, of course, this is vital, you know, to do to learn what's going on in the world, 
the physical body can take a toll can be taken on the physical body because of the sedentary nature of that work. You know, I joke around with people and say, you know, a lot of these truthers uh, and, you know, people who are actively researching what's going on, they think if they have to, uh, they're going to be able to just hop right up out of that chair and physically fight if they have to defend themselves physically. And it doesn't work like that, folks. Believe me. Um, You know, people think if they're going to just, you know, pop right out of you know, where they're sitting and researching and be able to suddenly defend themselves. Uh, and they're going to have the dexterity, the capability, the stamina, etc., the strength and stamina required to do that. I have news for them. It's not that easy. You know, uh, you have to condition the body to work in certain ways. You have to condition the body to be able to put up with, uh, certain physical rigors and, if you're not doing that activity, if you're just doing the mental and spiritual work and you're not doing the physical work, that's going to, you know, it's not going to work out well for you in the long term if you do have to rely on physical strength and endurance, you know, uh, in order to defend yourself or your rights or your life or the life and rights of your loved ones. So physical conditioning is critical for physical resistance should that become necessary and more likely than not is going to become necessary. I tell people in a very serious way that there are people who are training right now to take your rights and your life. It's not a joke. It's a very serious matter. It's very real. It's a very real matter. Right now in this world, there are people who are training to take your property, your rights, and if necessary, your life. In their eyes, if it becomes de- if they deem it necessary or their masters deem it necessary. And that's going on every day. So Becoming physically strong is as important as becoming mentally and spiritually strong. You know, it's the mind-body-spirit connection. The body plays a critical role in that trinity. If the body's not strong, the mind's not really ultimately going to be strong. You know, that's what... You you have to really get your health in good order to be able to think clearly and logically. To be able to really deeply understand what's going on around you. The body is part of overall consciousness. And in dealing with the kind of material that I deal with and that I put out there to other people, you know, you can get into the pattern of focusing even too much on the mental and spiritual aspects of things. And that can cause the body to suffer. I mean, conversely, it works the other way as well. Focusing too much on physical activity, you know, and ignoring what's really going on around you in the world or even within your own psycho-spiritual makeup, you know, that can cause the mental and spiritual aspects of a being to suffer. A lot of people do this as an escape mechanism. They want to run away from themselves and what's going on with life on earth. You know, they so they, you know, overwork out and, you know, constantly move on from one physical activity to the next, to the next, to the next. So there has to be a balance in place 
You know, that's what I want people to take away from this whole thing that I'm talking about today. There needs to be a balance. You have to be balanced between good mental and spiritual work and proper physical work, building up the physical body and in conjunction working with the psyche, working with the spiritual aspects of yourself. So just to let people know, I mean, I kind of did in the podcast that I came back on a few weeks ago, uh, I told people that, you know, I have been going through some rough times, especially emotionally, uh, and been a little bit depressed about not only the state of the world, but, you know, things going on in my personal life. So uh, in order to remedy some of that, it's like, I recognized I was being too sedentary as well, doing what I do, the nature of the work that I do. So I wanted to start very consciously focusing on the physical body a little bit more and preparing it and getting stronger physically. Because first of all, I know more likely than not what's coming. Um, If it doesn't work out that way, it would be a miracle at this point. I mean, I look at nothing short of divine intervention, practically, or the intervention of nature is going to stop warfare from occurring down the line in this country. So, I mean, knowing that, I want to be prepared. I don't intend to go quietly into the night. I don't intend to have my life taken very easily by the enemy. I intend to be a big problem for them. And without making the body strong, that's it's not going to work out like that. So I've put in a lot of effort over, you know, pretty much the last year since early 2015, really, to um, start to build those aspects more. I mean, I, I didn't look at myself as in being in bad physical shape prior to that and have been focused on trying to maintain proper diet, but been doing a lot more physical activity. And I'll get into that in this uh, episode. Diet, of course, is just as important as the physical activity. Again, there needs to be a balance there. You know, you want to be able to do, you want to have your diet in proper order, of course, because nutrition is key. But you also want the right amount of physical activity. And to do that daily, make it a part of your schedule, a part of your routine. It has to be habituated, made habitual, made into a habit. So both physical activity and, of course, you know, a good uh, high nutrient diet have been a big key in what I consider uh, for for myself in 2015 to have been an additional health makeover. I look at it like I went through a health makeover for myself years ago when I learned all the bad stuff that was going on in our food and changed my diet for the better. But I feel like I've done an additional health makeover of sorts in 2015 because of the physical activity that I've integrated into my life. So, you know, as with any work to improve oneself, effort is going to be required. You know, you you have to put your mind in the mindset that this is going to be work. 
It's if it was easy, everybody would immediately do it and see the results with hardly any effort or work. It, it's you know there's a reason this is work. It requires effort to get it done. It requires energy. So you have to build. You have to start where you're at and build a little at a time. Nobody can go from zero to 100 miles an hour instantaneously. You know you. Th- this is a process. That's another thing that should be understood. With all of it, it's a process. I'm, I never, you know, I think a vegan lifestyle is uh, a better choice than a highly carnivorous lifestyle. I've talked about, you know, that I see carnism as immoral and against natural law. And, you know, people come down on both sides of this since we're going to be talking about, you know, physical activity and nutrition. You know, there's people who think if you're advocating for a vegan lifestyle, you're evil. There's people who think if you're not vegan, you're evil. You can't win, okay? You have to start where you're at and work in a progressive way to be better than you were the day before. That's what balance is, you know? I tell people I'm not competing with anybody regarding this. I don't need people telling me that if I don't eat meat, I'm evil, or if I eat meat, I'm evil. I'm competing with no one but myself, with the, with the, the person I was the day before yesterday and yesterday, that's who I'm competing with. So it's not a competition, folks. You know, it's a, it's it's trying to improve upon the self by starting from where you're at and then working forward. So with that being said, I mean, I was going to say I do think that, yeah, a vegan lifestyle is the way, the direction you want to go in. I think that will really um, not only optimize your health, but optimize your uh, uh, alignment with natural law. However, do you need to do it immediately? You know, f- from being a heavy meat eater this day to being a vegan the next? No. And as a matter of fact, that probably could create health problems if you do it that way. It's a process. You know, move in the direction that you want to go and get better at it each day. So I want to very clearly emphasize that. I'm not saying that this needs to be overnight changes. Never have. So work's going to be required. That's the first thing to understand. This is going to require effort. And you have to put that in your mindset. You have to say, I know that this is going to be hard work, but I'm up to the challenge. You know, this is something I can do. It's possible. People look at the whole thing and they say, oh, you know, it looks like an insurmountable challenge, an impossibly tall mountain to climb. Well, you know, as the saying goes, the first, uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first steps. You have to begin somewhere, you know? It's like in understanding the truth, people always say, oh, where do I start? They get my art drive or something like that. Where do I start? Start from wherever your interest is at. Start from whatever you find appealing initially, you know? There's so many good foods out there, so many good high quality nutrient dense foods out there that taste good as well. You know, there's uh, good gyms that people can go and join. You know, you can get involved in all kinds of physical activity. If you like swimming, do that. If you like biking, do that. You know, if you like um, mountain climbing, do that. You know, I mean, you could research things just about anywhere you know, and get involved. It's about starting from what interests you. So, of course, 
in my own personal life, I try to maintain this balance between doing physical work and doing the mental and spiritual work. And I've done tons of psychic work, you know, spiritual work, shadow work upon the self. But over the last year, year and a half or so, I personally felt like, you know, there, there, there wasn't a balance for me. And it was not only having an, it was having most of an effect emotionally for me, you know, and other factors of course are involved personally, which I'm not going to get into today, but you know, I felt like I needed to ramp up my efforts to put myself in a better physical condition so that the the endorphins and the kind of uh, biochemistry that goes on when your body's in an optimum state of health really does help with an emotional state of well-being. That's something that people have to really understand. The body and the mind are connected. So I kind of took the approach that I was going to put more effort into trying to become as physically strong as possible. And that's one of the reasons I took the hiatus that I took for several months. So what I really want to talk about today on the show is uh, what I do. Just some examples of what I do. Again, I think one of the most important things somebody can do is going to talk about the truth is live what you talk about. You know, do what you say. If you're going to put an idea out there, let it be something that you've done and has shown an improvement for yourself so that you know this works and then you can put it out there for other people, knowing that it's not going to harm them. It's kind of like the idea of, you know, don't discuss the problem unless you're going to talk about the solution to the problem. You know, I'm not saying you have to stick to that rule. You can talk about whatever you want, but it's a good idea if you're going to talk about something that's highly negative, like all the problems that are going on in the world, understand what the solution is, like living in harmony with natural law. You know, if there's all these poisons and things that are attacking the body and the environment, understand here's some of the things you could do to mitigate that and to lessen its impact by making the body as strong as possible. This is like shielding. You know, it's a form of alchemy that you're strengthening the thing that's being attacked, you know, and by strengthening it, those attacks are going to be negligible. They're going to have negligible impact, I should say. So I feel like um, as a result of this work, I'm physically stronger than I've ever been. I have um, more strength, more physical strength, more stamina. I can do physical, a lot of physical activity without getting winded or out of breath like I used to. Um, I've lost weight. I joke around with friends that, you know, they talk about age, you know, I'm over 40 now and I joke that, you know, youth is overrated. I, I could kick my 20 year old self's ass if he was standing in front of me, you know, so people who are thinking, well, I'm a little bit older now. I I don't want to take something like this on. It's absolutely possible. You can start at any age. So one of the things I did, um, actually not even, uh, I don't even think it was this year. It was late last year, uh, was, uh, got a gym membership and started working out at a gym about two to three times a week, 
ideally three, you know, sometimes schedule not permitting a couple of times a week. Really, really helps not only to build a stronger physical body, you know, muscularly, but it builds a lot of cardiovascular conditioning, heart health. So one of the things I, the uh, I'll just run down some of the exercises that I do when I do go to the gym. Um, stairs. This is something that people will look at and go, oh God, you know, like uh, even at the gym, not many people go on the stair climber, which I, I'm surprised at because that, that's probably my favorite thing to do there. And um, I guess it's because, you know, it's like the idea of just climbing steps, you know, repeatedly. Uh, it definitely takes its toll on you physically, cardiovascularly. You get out of breath pretty quick when you when you start doing this for the first time, of course. Now, when I hit the stairs for the first time at the gym that I go to, um, I could barely do 10 flights of stairs. You know, it's like when I got up to the 10th flight, it was like, whoa, this is like grueling. And you got to start at a slow pace, you know, because you, you could increase the pace that the stairs flow at. Now, I used to work in a uh, Ivy League university as a tech support specialist. And when I was there, I would always take the stairs. I hated the elevators. They were slow. They were always packed with people. I always had equipment. Sometimes I would have to wait for another car because I would be carrying equipment or pushing equipment in a cart. So I got in the habit of starting to take stairs. Of course, if I had a cart, I couldn't, but uh, if it was just me going someplace or just carrying small amounts of equipment, I would just take the stairs. And, you know, that really built my cardiovascular conditioning for a while because I worked on the ninth floor of the building where I was at, so I was walking up and down those nine stories of stairs multiple times a day. Then you see when you stop doing that, you know, you go back to, you know, not having really good and not replacing it with anything else. You go back to having not very good cardiovascular conditioning and stamina. So when I joined the gym, one of the things I wanted to do was really build cardio condition. So I knew that stairs were one of the best ways of doing that from my experience uh, walking them in the past, you know, physical flights of steps. Um, well, real flights of steps, I should say, in, instead of, uh, you know, kind of uh, simulated staircases. But in, in the gym, of course, these machines are great because you could set them for different speeds. And um, it works really well to, to condition you pretty quickly if you stick with it. Just do what you can at first when you get really, really tired and stop. You know, and then just try to do a little bit more next time you go and a little bit more next time. So this is what I was doing starting at about maybe 9 or 10 floors and then just building up a little bit at a time, five stairs, five flights of stairs more each time. A flight is about 15, so you know, 15 steps. So, you know, I eventually got up to like being able to do 100 flights of stairs. And then, you know, said, well, I want to do something more than that and go a little bit, take this into the symbolic realm, you know. So each time I go to the gym, I start with the cardio of the stairs and uh, I said well what's a good number to try to hit as far as an amount of floors to do and I settled on 110 because uh, I looked at it like this was 
I, I looked at it like what was what had a lot of stairs, you know, like the building I worked at only had like 14 flights, 14 floors. So I was on the ninth, you know, there was only four, 14 flights of stairs. I was already doing 100 flights of stairs. I'm like, what had that many flights? And I immediately thought of the World Trade Center towers, which were 110 story buildings. So symbolically, I started climbing 110 flights of stairs, doing an extra 10 after I had reached 100, just, you know, to kind of commemorate the people who died in that horrific false flag attack. And then I said, well, I'm going to add one more flight, you know, and started doing 111 for the three pillars, you know, as a really three towers came down. So as a commemoration to the people who were ritualistically murdered uh, in that dark occult ritual false flag event, um, I was doing for a while 111 floors of stairs every time I went, I go to the gym. Now, that will definitely put you in decent cardiovascular health. Let me just tell you that right there if you d even did nothing else. So um, now I'm well beyond that and. Uh, I do about 2,000 steps, which approximates, uh, it's uh, approximately 133 flights of stairs. And that's what I do as soon as I go to the gym before I do any other exercise. Uh, I do that for cardiovascular health. Now, I'm not telling anybody, try to go to the gym tomorrow and do 133 flights on the Stairmaster. You know, um, you'd ha you would have to build your way up to that, you know. It's, I couldn't have possibly come close to doing anything like that. It would have been like a, a, a feat that would have been unbelievable, unfathomable when I first started at the gym over a year ago. Uh, and I, I've had gym memberships before in the past, but just never really made it habitual. I would go and then stop going, you know. It's now habituated into my lifestyle. That's the key. You know, you, you keep doing something till it becomes a habit, a pattern. Then it becomes easier to do. That's why bad habits are very hard to break. Because even with bad habits, they become easier and easier to just keep doing them once we become accustomed to doing them for a, a long period of time. The same could be said of good habits. If you habituate a good habit, it becomes easier and easier to do as time goes on. So now, 2,000 stairs is not that difficult for me to do. And I could probably be, probably push it and do more if I wanted. As a matter of fact, I have in the past. The most I've ever walked on the, that Stairmaster was 150 flights of stairs just to see if I could do it one day. So, you know, that's over 2,000 steps. So, um, it's something that you build to. You don't do it all at once. Small steps, pun intended. Another uh, exercise that I began doing almost every time I go is um, uh, a rowing machine, an erg machine. So it's like crew rowing. And this is like a full body workout, you know. It'll really put you in good cardiovascular health too. And again, you could take this at your own pace and you could, there's tension that you could set on the machine. Most gyms have all of this stuff and, and more, you know. There's very complicated machines that you could find at certain gyms that work all kinds of different muscle groups. You know, most gyms 
have just simple machines that work one muscle set and then you move on to another machine and they're pretty easy to understand and work like people who are intimidated shouldn't be you know who think oh I won't know how to use this machine there's always people there that are very helpful the the staff at any decent gym will help you out I mean they want members you know they want membership so they're going to be as nice as possible to people and as supportive as possible so that people will join and keep the membership so a rowing machine uh, great exercise um, I usually do about 3,000 meters on the rowing machine which takes me approximately a little less than 15 minutes uh, jumping rope here's something everybody can do in their home you know just and again, it's it's harder than people think, especially as an adult. You know, we watch kids jump rope. Uh, it's not the same for an adult. You know, we have a lot more weight and size and, you know, you got to start light and just do a few and then work your way up to doing sets, you know. So I do a few hundred jumps of, of rope uh, when I go to the gym and... You know, it's like I do it in usually like 20 or 25 sets and then just keep repeating that. Um, but talk about great cardiovascular conditioning and something that'll build up your, your legs for leg strength. Uh, jumping rope, uh, there's practically nothing better than that. That's one, one of the other activities I really enjoy when I go. Also, um, vertical jumps onto a platform. Like they have these uh, hard foam platforms that you could just, you know, leap up onto, set up at the gym I, I uh, belong to. I mean, people could do this like, you know, if they have uh, any kind of a uh, platform in their house or outside, like maybe uh, in their their uh, backyard or something like that. And just if it's sturdy and, you know, you're not going to hurt yourself, you just do a vertical leap onto it. Uh, I do a lot of these, you know, to basically improve dexterity, balance, and leg strength. Um, then, of course, there's all the machines, the, the, the general circuit weight machines, and you can work out your arms, your legs, abs, etc. You know, I, I do those machines too um, after doing a lot of the, the, this cardio workout. So joining a gym is something that, you know, a lot of people look at and they are hesitant or they are intimidated. There's people of all ages, you know, all backgrounds, races, everything, ages. And it's, again, it's not something that people really need to be so intimidated about. It's just like, go, go a couple times a week. You know, it could be a social thing too. You can go with friends. You know, my gym membership allows me to take a person, you know, so I could take a guest. It, uh, again, it's a habit that you just want to get into by doing it and starting light, not over stressing yourself. When you start light, you're going to, it's going to be something you feel you can handle and then you could do more the next time. It's just like induction into truth. Nobody's going to be able to be explained what's going on on this planet overnight. Didn't happen that way for me. It's not going to happen that way for other people. You can refute something that is completely wrong and try to explain to somebody about that point what is correct. 
But you're not going to get all the information that somebody needs to know into their brain immediately in, or in one day or in one week or in one month. It's a process. It's the same thing with the body. Building the body up is a process. It's, you're, you're not going to go from eating you know, really bad, high sugar, low nutrient quality, you know, high bad fat, you know, um, low quality GMO food and having a body that's very out of shape or overweight to immediately being in great shape and, you know, having, you know, a strong physical body. It's a process. It's going to take time to do. It's going to take work. It's effort. So, you know, this is all about willpower, folks. I mean, th th that's what we're talking about here. Exercise of the will. And, you know, it's it's mind over matter. It really is. You, your mind has to say, I'm going to make this matter called the body stronger now by what I'm going, the work I'm going to perform upon it through the will. So, again, it's start where you're at and it's and remember that it's a process and you'll see results over time. But it will be something that takes time. That's what people don't like about it. You know, they want instant gratification. That's part of the whole satanic culture in America. We want instant, we want to see instant results, instant gratification. You know, if I wanted to see totally instant results for the work I did, I would have done one show, you know, tried to explain everybody as much as possible in one show what's going on and then say, oh, I want that to take root. Well, it's not going to work that way. It takes persistence. The great work is about persistence. It's about saying, well, here's what I've been able to accomplish today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be right back on that. I'm going to be continuing to work on that. You know, that's that's something that requires willpower. That's what this whole thing is about, willpower. The willpower to get out of slavery, ultimately. You know, because the, these people who consider them themselves our masters are not going to easily give up their, their grip, their stranglehold. So another thing that I've been doing aside from just uh, the gym is um, martial arts. And you want to talk about something that will put you in good shape relatively quickly because it works the entire body and the mind. And I mean, it will work muscles you didn't think you had, you know. Um, and I talked about this briefly on the first podcast after I came back from my hiatus uh, that I've been getting involved in uh, Jeet Kune Do, which was Bruce Lee's system of integral, integral martial arts. And it's even kind of a inadequate way of explaining what Jeet Kune Do is because Jeet Kune Do is a formless martial art form that basically says, take whatever works and use it. And if it does not work, don't employ it. And this is unheard of in the martial arts world because it's a very regimented world for the most part where they say, these are the forms, this is how you do something and then you just practice it this way and don't deviate from that. Jeet Kune Do is a radical departure from that kind of a mentality and ideology when it comes to martial arts because it's saying everybody's body is different, you know, everybody moves different ways, they have different strengths and you have to play to your strength. So... It's one of the things that attracted me to it, not to mention I always loved Bruce Lee growing up. And, you know, this guy had a very uh, great attitude and uh, philosophy when it came to the flowing nature of martial arts, how it should be a 
flow that works instead of something you're trying to you're trying to adapt to you should adapt it to yourself um again radical departure from old school way of thinking in martial arts that's why he was hated by many people who were considered gurus and sifus in different martial arts forms and you know uh he was not well liked amongst that community and again one of the other reasons is because he brought this all to the united states and taught it to uh, the American culture. They didn't want that information, a lot of this, they wanted to hold, hold it tight to the chest. Again, prior to a lot of the stuff Bruce Lee did, you know, in the last century, um, uh, you could call martial arts an occulted form of knowledge, you know, because not many people were into it. It was you know, something that wasn't as widespread nearly as it is now. And I think a lot of that is because of uh, Bruce Lee and his uh, system called Jeet Kune Do. So this is what I've been studying and uh, I have a good instructor for it. And I take, uh, I meet with a private instructor a couple of times a week and it's been going great. And we've been integrating that with Kali. Kali is a Filipino system of um, stick fighting and sword fighting. And, um, uh, often it is integrated with uh, with uh, JKD as are other weapon systems. So um, that's that's the form of martial arts I've been studying. There are many others, and you know, uh, not telling anybody to just get involved with that one. You know, there's plenty of other martial arts that if you're attracted to for whatever reasons, pursue it. Um, again, one of the reasons I like martial arts is because uh, I like JKD and and wanted to get involved in that is because it says, you know, all of these martial arts are, have value and all of them are legitimate. And we can take a little bit from this one and a little bit from this one and a little bit from this one. And we could even adapt those techniques to suit what we want to do with them and, you know, employ them all depending on the situation or circumstance. I mean, to me, that's kind of the approach I take with the information I'm putting forward. Hey, maybe this religion has something that's worthwhile. Maybe this occult tradition has something that's worthwhile. We don't need to make each one a religion or something that's set in stone, but we could t integrate concepts and ideas from all of them based on what works, especially for the circumstances that we are in. So that's kind of the approach that, uh, Jeet Kune Do takes to martial arts and that's why I liked it because of its open-minded uh, philosophy but uh, not to say that other martial arts systems wouldn't be a great way to go to improve uh, physical health you know strengthen the body um, improve the mind get better uh, dexterity physically um, it's just a great way to go and it's you want to talk about pushing and challenging yourself there's no better way than through the martial arts to do that one of the things I've been studying on my own uh, outside of meeting with uh, my instructor for JKD and Kali lessons is um, nunchucks really the uh, actual name is nunchaku but um, people in the United States generally know them as nunchucks it's uh, a weapon that um, again, Bruce Lee used and kind of popularized, but uh, the actual combat techniques are very different than the freestyle techniques, and that's kind of what I've been looking into on my own, and it's uh, kind of an interest of mine. Um, again, a weapon that, you know, is flexible and um, powerful, 
and silent uh, insofar as uh, aside from firearms, you know, if, if you're using firearms, they're going to make big noise. And if you want to be kind of stealth, you want to have some stealth aspect to uh, a defense or attack, then you want something that's not going to make a lot of noise. That's where edged weapons and flexible weapons are going to come into play. So uh, I seem to have an affinity for them, for nunchucks, and uh, been um, kind of integrating that with my other martial arts studies. Also, if you have an opportunity to do it, one of the best things you can do for not only um, physical strength and you know strengthening the muscles and the muscle tone and getting stronger to be able to do perform strikes is hitting a heavy bag. Um, now, of course, not everybody has one of these or has space for one of these, uh, but some gyms will have them. Uh, I happen to have a personal friend who has one in their house, and it really, really helps with uh, you know being able to practice strikes and practice kicks and also get some aggression out and just get a good workout in and sweat a lot, you know. And that's that's one of the things that uh, you know I've heard that is so important. Like sweating eliminates toxins from the body. There are people who say you should do something to break a hard sweat every day, because that's a part of eliminating toxins. It, you know, and I I couldn't agree more. I mean, like you do physical activity to the point of sweating, and you're doing something right. You know, and you could just keep doing that activity every day. It's removing the bad stuff from the body through the skin. The skin is the biggest organ. You know, that's why physical activity is so important. You sweat through the skin. That's the one of the the, the, the biggest surface area is the skin. It's an organ, and it, its function is to remove. It's to allow things into the body and remove things from the body. So in addition to being, you know, defending, being the outer layer of defense for what's inside of your body. Hitting a heavy bag, definitely one of the best things that I've been doing over the last year or so. Um, And it really, really helps to focus you, to strengthen you, and to help to release, um, you know, any pent-up tension as well. So... Another thing that I've actually been delving into because of my interest in studying martial arts is yoga. Now, I've talked about yoga as part of the New Age bullshit deception when it's used for the wrong reasons, and in many cases it is. It's used for escapism. It's used to uh, just have people um, ignore the negative aspects of what's going on and be able to tolerate those things more. They're told, oh, you're... you're not spiritual if you're uh, going to be upset about these things. So, oh, take some yoga and you'll find, you'll learn ways to control that anger when it's something you should be getting angry about even. So uh, yoga can be used for the wrong reasons, but there are positive applications for it. I never tried to ex- explain to anyone that yoga should be thrown out or is not a valid discipline. Of course it is. It's just you got to be using that tool for the right reasons. There are valid reasons to employ and study yoga, and then there are invalid ones. You know, it's about how you're using the tool. It's a tool. How are you using it? So um, I think yoga is a way to really get in touch with the self and learn what about what your work to do here on earth is all about. It's a centering tool, 
especially for those who are too right-brained. It can be a very centering tool. You know, I'm sorry, uh, those who are too left-brained, it could be a very centering tool to bring you toward the right uh, hemisphere of the brain and achieve balance. Uh, for those who are very right-brained, I think yoga can... Um, actually, if it's not used properly, can imbalance you. Um, because new age practices in general, which I'm not saying yoga is new, just a new age practice. Of course, it's been around for thousands of years before, uh, you know, what we would consider the new age movement came about. Uh, this is an ancient um, Eastern tradition, uh, especially used in, uh, you know, India and the, the uh, Indus Valley area, the Vedic tradition, etc. Um, but uh, New Agers, the way they're using it, if somebody is right-brained, it, doing yoga and meditation can imbalance them more toward the right brain and then they don't develop tendencies of self-defense and really standing up for themselves. You know, you have to be careful when things like this are used to get you to stand down. You know, they should be used to get you to build yourself up and get ready to stand up, you know, and take a stand and, you know, have more care about yourself and your rights and what other people are trying to take from you. You know, this is something that absolutely could focus you on reality if it's used properly. So, of course, I feel that I have a firm grasp on what's really going on worldwide, you know, in the in the global picture sense of the term. But um, how I've been using yoga is to supplement my martial arts studies by using it for strengthening muscles that are used in martial arts that you generally don't work when you work out at a gym or even just do physical activity on a daily basis every day. Um, yoga, uh, part of it could be isolating certain core groups of muscles and the, um, the muscles around the, uh, stomach, the core, you know, the, the hips, um, these are muscles that are always used in, um, martial arts. They're actually like the critical group of muscles that you use there. So, uh, I've been practicing certain kinds of yoga that specifically address and target core muscles. Um, and again, people could use yoga in many different ways for many different reasons, but it's just been kind of an adjunct, a supplement to my martial arts studies to integrate some yoga into my routine so that uh, you're working with and strengthening a lot of the muscles that you use in martial arts. Another thing I do um, and try to do at least a few times a week is uh, bicycling. Um, I got a bike from a neighbor uh, a couple of years back and just gave it to me. Just like, it was like, you know, this used to be my son's. He, he moved out, never comes here, never uses it, doesn't want it at his new place. Do you want it? Like a really good bike too, a good mountain bike. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. So I got this bike for free and, you know, I really started putting it to use. And it's a little bit obviously more difficult in a city um, than it is in a rural area because in a city there's a lot of traffic with cars and you have to be very careful or you could become injured. 
<clears throat> but it's um you know it's something that I've uh, adapted to pretty quickly and really have enjoyed doing um, and I think it's something that's pretty easy easy and affordable for most people to get involved with um, so biking is definitely a, a whole body uh, exercise cardiovascular exercise as well of course you know if you join a gym uh, you can uh, you know go on a, a stationary bike but um, no substitute for the real thing certainly again that could also be a social activity for people because they could do it with a friend so walking I mean here's one that you know more people should do every day and a lot of people are just loath to get involved with doing. Just, you know, everybody wants to take a car everywhere they go. You know, I've walked certain places with people that, you know, at their age they should be able to walk ten times the length that was walked and they're completely winded. And you could tell their cardio is way out of shape and, you know, insufficient, certainly for their age where it should be. Um, in the city, again, it's uh, something that some people really employ and get used to because it's actually easier and faster than driving someplace in many cases. Now, if you have to go a long distance, obviously, then people are going to get in the car. But, um, you know, most places around here I could are within walking distance for me. And uh, if I could walk it, that's, that's what I do. Or bike. Uh, Firearms training. I mean, here's another thing that a lot of people won't consider a physical activity, but um, it's a combined physical and mental discipline because there's dexterity and marksmanship obviously involved. But, um, you know, there's a lot of physical. This is one of the reasons I wanted to get in better shape, folks. I mean, you try holding a fully loaded semi-automatic rifle for any length of time. You know, some of them are lighter than others, but, you know, they're, they're, they all have uh, some significant weight to them. And, you know, if you're not in physical condition to be able to do that, you know, you're not going to be able to defend yourself. Um, I think training with firearms also very much puts you in a psychological state of preparedness for what may very well be getting ready to occur and I think that's very important to as much uh, physically be in shape for something like that for scenarios like what we're alluding to here on the show uh, you want to be in good psychological condition you know and uh, again hearing rounds large rounds go off you know it's it's way louder than what you think you know I, I wouldn't recommend doing it without any kind of ear protection. Um, but, you know, when uh, shit hits the fan, so to speak, um, you know, it's going to be quite enormous sound volume produced, you know, and being around that will almost de- psychologically desensitize you to it. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a cold way of putting it, but, you know, you have to hear those miniature explosions from rounds going off and, you know, not flinch, not have your concentration broken. You know, I go into the range some days and it's like, you know, hardly anyone is there and you could really take your time and focus and you don't have a lot of 
distraction and sound. And then some days I go and it's packed and it sounds like World War III is already happening, you know, and there's a round going, multiple rounds going off every second. So um, I think going to a range, getting better with your uh, aim and marksmanship, plus learning the firearm, you know, practicing with it, holding it and practicing with it for, you know, in standing position for lengths of time is also good physical exercise and but moreover it's very good psychological preparedness so i want to shift from physical activity a little bit toward diet and talk about some of the things that i've been using on a daily basis uh to uh sustain my body and as supplemental you know uh dietary supplements etc I've been, uh, of course, continuing to do a lot of juicing and try to make juicing a, a, a stable, a staple and a stable part of my diet. Um, you know, people still don't quite understand. I find that people don't understand juicing and a lot of them think it's not something that we should be doing and they have no idea your body is a juicer. You are a juicer. There's the big revelation from podcast 195, folks. You are a juicer, <laughs> okay? Whether you know it or not or like it or not, your body already works as a juicer. This is how we get the nutrients from our food. You take it into the mouth, you bite off a piece, you chew it, masticate it, grind it up with your teeth, then you swallow it, it goes into the, in the stomach and the intestinal tract, which then squeeze it and process it and get the micronutrients out of it in the form of the moisture and the water, and the soluble fiber, and then you eliminate the bulk of the insoluble fiber. Your body does use a bit of that insoluble fiber as well, but then you essentially eliminate that. That's exactly that process of digestion, of you know mastication, chewing, and then swallowing and digesting, and then eliminating and using the micronutrient dense water. Uh, and eliminating the bulk of the insoluble fiber, that process of digestion, of eating and digesting food, is the exact process that a juicer performs upon the fruits and vegetables that you put into it. Therefore, making your body take in all the positive benefits of that process by drinking the juice that is full of micronutrient, uh, uh, dense with micronutrients, um, and then you don't have the body does not have to expend the amount of energy required to do that if you had just eaten a solid a meal of solid food not to say don't eat solid food okay again balance is the key you're going to introduce juicing into your existing diet you don't even have to make any other changes at first you know then you could start eating around the juicer a lot of people do this as a technique you know the the whole idea here is you're taking in distilled water full of micronutrient compounds. It's also structured water because it is distilled and structured as it is pulled up through the root system of the plants, the vegetables, and fruits that we consume. So juicing is one of the biggest things that I think people leave out of the modern diet, and it's the biggest mistake that they make. And I will continue to support that position because nothing has shown me that that 
is the an incorrect way of viewing the benefits of juicing. The guy who got me into juicing years and years and years ago was Jay Cordich. I don't know him personally, but I've you know watched a lot of his material and saw him on infomercials in the past, and the guy resonated with me. You could just tell he's got a good heart and. Um, you know, first of all, look at his health. I mean, I mean, this guy's in his 90s and is still strong as a bull, you know, so um, it works. You know, you have to integrate it into your diet and then you could do it more and more and get better at doing it and find the combinations that work right for you. Um, I like doing some green juice, juicing right before I um, came on the air today to do this podcast. Um, I drank some deep green juice and it was kale, spinach, um, cucumbers, and a little bit of apples for sweetness. And it was awesome. You know, I mean, totally charges you up. You know, that's, that's what we need, that deep green nutrient density. And, um, I mean, you, you could combine this with blending, especially if you have, I recommend a, uh, a good, um, auger juicer, a single auger juicer is probably the way to go if you don't want to break the bank. Um, makes a great juice. Uh, the juice I made today, I did in a masticating juicer, a centrifugal masticating juicer. I used a Breville. Um, so I use them both. I have one of each and they work great for what I do. Um, you know, certain ones work better for certain things. I really like how uh, the uh, slow juicer does carrots and green uh, leafy vegetables, and I like the way that the uh, centrifugal masticating juicer does citrus fruits. Um, so, you know, they have their strengths, and, uh, you know, people have to look into them and decide what works best for them, and then, you know, w- what's within their budget, and, and pick one up. Just buy one and start using it. It's not that difficult. Um, <clears throat> and they've come a long way in their, in their quality and, um, you know, in their uh, capability. So their efficiency, I should say. So um, another thing I like to do is make uh, raw food smoothies with uh, fruits and vegetables. And uh, what works great for this is a Vitamix, uh, which I also own. That's a very expensive high-speed blender with a tamper. And uh, it's like a proprietary uh, you know, system, a shape, and it's variable speed, etc. But I'll tell you what. Um, for as expensive as they are, I'm not trying to make this into an infomercial, the Vitamix was one of the best um, investments in my health that I've ever made. And I use it every single day. You know, um, you can't beat it for making great, high, nutrient-dense smoothies. Especially if you're going to incorporate greens into the smoothie, uh, which can produce a bitter taste. You know, you want them really, really really well blended so that it is the smoothie is in fact smooth uh i use a lot of spinach and kale in the smoothies that i make uh and of course use bananas uh oranges i um you know, I'll, i like to make citrus flavored smoothies a lot so I'll, I'll put oranges in there um grapes strawberries blueberries any berries really will r- really kick up the taste of a smoothie apples for sweetness I'll add chia seeds and flax seeds for healthy fats. Um, and they're, you know, really uh, superfoods, you know, that have all the proteins that, you know, they have all the building blocks, the amino acids for building the proteins the body needs. You throw those into smoothies, I mean, and you're, you're 
you're golden. Uh, green powder blends, m many different kinds, good ones on the market. Um, I like maca, which is like kind of like a uh, uh, a root. It's uh, you know, for energy. Um, vitamin C powder. I'll add additional vitamin C powder into a smoothie. I'll, I use sodium asorbate powder, not uh, ascorbic acid. Uh, the sodium asorbate uh, gets integrated much better than ascorbic acid is a healthier form of vitamin C. Uh, for vitamin C, um, I also recommend Beyond Tangy Tangerine. Again, not not a product placement for it, but I use it. I mean, I think this is one of Longevity's best products, and it, it works. I mean, it, it, it has all the uh, micronutrients. Um, it has a ton of trace mineral elements in it. It tastes great. Um, I put that in green smoothies and, you know, it's a perfect blending. It, it blends perfectly with the, the, the greens bitter. You know, this has a little bit of a sweet and a tangy and, um, citrusy flavor and the, the combination works perfectly. Um, I've been using, uh, Longevity's Beyond Osteo Effects for bone health and, car you know, cartilage, joint, joint health, etc. Um, I find they put out some good products. Um, another place that I think has been putting out great products for health is Infowars. And hey, we're going to have, you know, tons of people explode about that. You know, how could you talk about Alex Jones? You know, it's like, you know, he's doing good work with what he's uh, putting out there. Um, still would like to see him go full anarchist. You know, he's still towing the minarchist line, but. I like Alex. I like his energy and his spirit, and uh, he's bringing this information out to the forefront for the people who are new to it and will be introduced to deeper aspects of it through him. So, and they'll go on to other people who will talk about those deeper aspects, you know, once uh, they get the front line information, so to speak. So, um, I I like some of the stuff that he has uh, in his health products section uh, on you know, his store. And, uh, I use the, um, uh, coffee that he puts out the, um, uh, immune system support blend. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's one of the best coffees I've ever tasted. Honestly. Um, I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I'll have a cup every now and again, but, uh, this is organic Arabica coffee and they have six different immune system supporting mushrooms blended in with it. And I enjoy a cup of that in the morning sometimes. And um, I also like rooibos tea. Uh, rooibos is a very high antioxidant red tea that has six times more antioxidants in it than uh, green tea even does. And it's caffeine-free naturally. It's not decaffeinated tea. It's naturally uh, no caffeine uh, because it's from a shrub that grows in uh, South Africa. And South Africans have been using this for health benefits for decades, maybe even hundreds of years. Uh, the West was kind of more recently introduced to rooibos. And um, I grind it very, very fine. I actually put it in the Vitamix with, I have a dry blade container for the Vitamix as well. And uh, I'll grind it super fine. That's how I'll grind my coffee so I can make it like espresso style. And I make a espresso style rooibos. And I'm telling you, this stuff is as good, if not better than coffee. And just gives you this charged feeling because it's so high in antioxidants. Uh, great tea. 
uh, great f- to, get, to give the children even because there's no caffeine in it and very you know very healthy for the for the body because of all the antioxidants in it. Uh, rooibos, it's spelled R-O-O-I-B-O-S, pronounced rooibos. Looks like rooibos, but it's pronounced rooibos. And it's just, it's fantastic. Um, some supplements I've been using, again, uh, you know, to just give the uh, InfoWars uh, products a little uh, kick here. Uh, I've been using their Super Male Vitality Formula. And what this uh, does, the claim that it makes is that it balances hor- hormonally balances the male uh, hormone system because it has a lot of um, uh, testosterone-supporting roots uh, in the mixture, fruits and roots. Um, Some of them, I'll just name a couple of them, uh, Tribulus terrestris, Suma, Ashwagandha, Maca. Again, I use Maca powder myself. I put that in smoothies. Avena sativa, Tonkat Ali, Katuaba, more Muira, Puama, and uh, I think that's it. So these basically are um, testosterone boosting in many of them. And they will also enhance energy and and clarity, mental clarity and mental function. So um, I do find that they it's been working. I mean, it's a, a combination of these things. You could buy these things anywhere too and make tinctures with them yourself. You know, but uh, I found that... Uh, this definitely helps to balance, you know, the chemicals that are in your body that give you energy. And, you know, I've been talking about more and I'm going to be talking about, especially at the Free Your Mind uh, 4 conference, the war on testosterone. Um, there is a war on this chemical in the body. Like the, the, the powers that should not be are waging war on the chemical called testosterone. They don't want it in you. If you're a man, they really don't want it in you, but they don't want it in you if you're a woman. Uh, Again, people have to understand testosterone is not only vitally important for a male's hormonal balance and makeup, but it is absolutely critical for a woman's hormonal balance. If a woman has low testosterone levels, of course, a woman's testosterone level should not be anywhere near what a man's testosterone levels are. But if a woman's testosterone levels are low for a woman or non-existent, that throws off a lot of the hormonal balance in a woman. And they develop all kinds of health problems as well and sexual dysfunctions as well. So um, the, the, the reigning powers certainly are waging a war on this naturally produced chemical in the body and they want it gone they don't want it in society because it's a problem for them testosterone makes people resist their enslavement and they don't want that they want people to go quietly you know so um i find that the super male vitality formula definitely does work for you know keeping testosterone levels where they should be um also been using their uh, nascent iodine. And you can get nascent iodine from anywhere. I've been using the survival shield. Um, and I find that it does what it claims to do. You know, it, it's supposed to be for thyroid health and proper thyroid function. And, you know, I it's it, the energy that it helps you to maintain. It, it's 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 a valid, legitimate claim. I have found it to be valid. I have found that it works. Now, other people might take it and say, oh, it doesn't work for them. Well, whatever, then don't use it, you know. But um, 
the I I'll stand by those three products from uh, uh, Infowars and what Alex Jones has been putting out. Uh, the Survival Shield nascent iodine, the uh, Super Male Vitality Formula, and the Immune System Support Blend Coffee are phenomenal products as far as I'm concerned. Uh, another powder that I try to use um, as much as possible is apricot seed powder. And this is a rare thing. I, only a few places even sell this online, but it's Laetrile. And lay, uh, this is talk about another uh, compound that they want eliminated, that they want to wage war on. They don't want Laetrile in the human diet because it is a cancer killer. It's also known as vitamin B17, one of the B vitamins that most people are completely deficient in. Um, you can get it from apricot seeds ground up and, uh, absolutely powerful for, uh, not only killing cancer cells, but, um, creating an environment that, uh, is cancer resistant. Another powder I'll put in smoothies is Moringa Olifera. And for people who haven't heard of Moringa, it is an absolute superfood, uh, with some of the highest nutrient uh, density of any food in the world. Uh, also just known as Moringa, M-O-R-I-N-G-A. People should really look into it and uh, get some for themselves because it's fantastic. Uh, I'll use some niacin and zinc sometimes in, you know, uh, to supplement my diet. For cleansing diatomaceous earth, food grade diatomaceous earth, you can get it as fossilized phytoplankton powder, which is an excellent uh, supplement for doing a gentle cleanse. If you need a stronger cleanse, then obviously, you know, this wouldn't suffice for that. But for gentle intestinal cleanse, uh, food grade diatomaceous earth is excellent. And for uh, chelation and pulling, uh, you know, metals out of the body that don't belong in it, uh, activated charcoal is also a good product to use. So, um, you know, again, I want to emphasize the role of balance in all of this, folks. You know, uh, it, this is about what you do most of the time. I can't critically stress that enough. You know, you can go and have the piece of chocolate cake that's made with, you know, whatever, white sugar in the icing, etc. If you do good, healthy, nutrient-dense, quality foods most of the time. You know, don't deny yourself having a beer every now and again if, you know, you're not going to make it a bad habit, you know. I I just, uh, you know, before the podcast had a piece of fudge. Okay, high sugar, high butter, you know, tasty. I could have that because, you know, I'm generally eating right. You know, it's not, this isn't about extremism. Everybody wants to take everything and make it into a total extreme. You know what you should be extreme about? Understanding your rights and not trying to take other people's rights. You know, don't do violence against other people. Be extreme about that. I know people extend that immediately to animals and veganism, okay? Just like with people not immediately getting out of the religion of authority and statism, you know, they may not immediately go to going from a total carnivore one day to a vegan the next. It's a process. Of course, there's an underlying truth regarding natural law and what we have a right and don't have a right to do. But balance is the key. 
Balance is the key factor in all of this. So, you know, should you be concerned about GMOs? Yes. Should you be concerned about excitotoxins in food? Yes. Does that mean you can never go to a restaurant and eat out? I don't see it that way. You know, if people make it that extreme, I think what you're doing is you're actually harming the body because you're, you're, you're weakening your defense system. The, the defense system of the body does need some things to quote unquote practice against. You know, and if your body's so clean that you, the first thing you put into it that has a little bit of toxicity, your body has a horrible reaction. That means you're weaker than you were. You know, I'm not saying go and put tons of toxins in the body either. I feel like I'm strong enough from what I do every day that if I do encounter a toxin, my body's going to deal with it. It's going to deal with it. That's what a good immune system is about. It's not about totally sanitizing everything. No more than we can totally sanitize the behaviors of everybody in the world. There's always going to be some toxins and toxic elements out there. But if you what you do most of the time is what's going to make the difference. So you'll you you stay on stuff like this healthy stuff and building the body up. The other things that are geared as an attack against the immune system, an attack against the body, an attack against the mind will be mitigated. They their impact will be made negligible. You know, that's why think the things like radionics and the mind control methodologies and all that don't have as much of an effect on me because I've strengthened myself against them. Again, this is like shielding. This is an alchemical form of shielding. Not only against, it's not only psychic defense, it's physical defense as well. And then you can get into making your own things, making your own foods. I mean, this, I, this is something, folks, if you told me about 10 to 15 years ago that I would be doing things I would be doing today I would have laughed you hysterically out of the room but now I I make all of these things you know on a daily and weekly basis fermented foods you know I wouldn't have believed that if you told me I'd be making my own pickles or sauerkraut you know fermented green beans Kombucha, another great fermented uh, drink that has anti-cancer properties because of the beneficial acids that it contains. That's another thing they want gone. They want to, oh, they they want to take kombucha off certain markets because oh, if it sits, it can develop this tiny, tiny little bit of alcohol in it that is so insignificant, you know. No, they don't want it out there because they're worried about people. You need to drink ten times your body weight to even get a buzz. You know, and they're worried about the tiny little bit of alcohol that's in it. They don't want that out there because it, it is a cancer preventative. Same reason they don't want cannabis out there, you know? So, you know, a lot of these things with fermented foods, they're for probiotics. They're for putting the right um, mic, uh, microbes in the di- digestive system. You know, the... Health starts in the di- digestive system. It starts in the gut. The the gut lining, it has to have the right flora, the right, uh, you know, microorganisms that create the intestinal flora. Fermented foods help 
create and maintain that condition and they maintain an alkaline condition. So fermented foods, I mean, I can't stress it enough. Fantastic. I love sauerkraut. I always make my own sauerkraut and keep it in the house. Um, we, uh, we, we make kombucha. It's a, it's a fun thing to do and you could experiment with uh, different you know flavor profiles too by putting different things in fermented foods. I make my own almond milk to try to you know uh, essentially come off of uh, dairy and um, you could get almond based cheeses as well which I have found have been the best uh, you know imitation cheeses that come probably the closest. But uh, making almond milk is very simple, and it's good for you. A lot of uh, antioxidants in it. Um, nuts have good protein content. So um, if you have a Vitamix, it's real simple. You know, put a couple of cups of almonds in the Vitamix, fill it with water, blend on high, and strain. And that's it, and you have great almond milk, and you could flavor it with whatever you want. You could put some liquid ste- vanilla stevia in it, you know, or... You know, flavor it with raw sugar or some agave nectar or whatever you like, honey, whatever. And you can make a great almond milk that way. Um, I make my own homemade peanut butter in a Vitamix, which is simple. Throw the peanuts in there and just grind them up with a tamper on high. You know, if you want some natural sea salt or a little bit of raw sugar, you could add that to taste. And it makes the best peanut butter you'll ever, you'll ever eat. I've uh, been experimenting with uh, baking, um, making homemade bread from ancient grains like spelt, millet, quinoa, rye, stuff like that. Um, they come out great. Sprouting seeds. This is another thing. I mean, that's very easy to do, you know, and you make bean sprouts. Mung beans work really great. There's uh, alfalfa sprouts are awesome and really high, high nutrient sprouting. Is something I think people should get into more. And, um, you know, every once in a while, especially around this time of the year, I'll uh, bake a few pies, you know, for desserts, you know, splurging into the sweet realm a little bit. Uh, I personally like uh, apple and sweet potato pies. I make them around this time of the year, recently made a few. You know, you got to have fun with it too. So, you know, it's not always... Uh, you know, doesn't always have to be extreme and serious. You know, you can make some stuff that you like and not is, isn't necessarily even the healthiest thing in the world and enjoy a dessert occasionally. You know, it's like people have to realize, again, balance is the key to all of this. And the main thing I'm emphasizing here is get your body in as strong active, healthy condition as possible because you're going to be using it. You are going to need it. You are going to have to depend upon it and rely upon it in what is coming in America. So do not neglect the physical vehicle. The basis for that, folks, the very, very underlying basis for that is water. You know, this is what I talked about when I talked about food in depth in a past podcasts. 
We're largely made of water. Water is the carrying agent for all the nutrients in the body. And it's the carrying agent for the toxins that get them out of the body. Water does those things. You want as pure water as possible. The body needs pure water for hydration. Does not need water with anything in it. This is a myth. This is a piece of disinformation. Distilled water is the best water you can put into your body. That's why juicing is great because juicing releases distilled water from the plants with their micronutrient elements in it. Distilled water is the most important thing that you could really put into the body. It's required for hydration. Now, barring having a distiller or buying distilled water, you can get a reverse osmosis system for your house. This is what I use. And it gets it down to very, very close to levels of distilled. Not quite completely there, but I tested my water yesterday from my reverse osmosis uh, filter. And the water in coming into my house was 250 parts per million of undissolved solids, which is like ridiculous. And I've seen it, I've tested it in other places in Philadelphia, and it's been upwards of 600 parts per million, which you're getting into like, you know, damaging the kidneys territory at that point. The water at my faucet in my kitchen sink was coming out at about 250 parts per million, which for Philadelphia municipal drinking water, I guess is not that bad compared to what I've seen in other places. I mean, at the Jersey Shore testing water, oh, forget it. It's in the multiple thousands of undissolved solids. You could see the undissolved solids in New, New Jersey Shore drinking water. I mean, their municipal water supply is a mess. A mess. So, I tested my reverse osmosis system yesterday, and it was at nine parts per million. That's pretty darn good. And there's RO systems that can even get it down lower than that. And that filter has been in there for six months. I have to change it in January. So this is the, the, the sixth month that it's been in use and it's still, you know, at nine parts per million. That's fantastic. That's a, a unit that works properly. So... I, I, I'm a big fan of RO systems. I think it's probably one of the uh, best ways to uh, cheaply purify your water. Uh, and for an investment of like $200 plus installation from a plumber, which will probably run you less than $100, for about $300, you can get a great reverse osmosis, osmosis system installed under your sink and have pure drinking water and cooking water. This is what we always use in this house for cooking, drinking uh, we give it to uh, our dogs. Um, it, it goes into the fish tank. You know, th this is absolutely um, the only thing that I'm putting into my body. We have it hooked up to the ice cube line to go to the ice cube uh, maker in the in the uh, freezer. So even our ice is reverse osmosis filtered. Um, you know, we'll fill up uh, uh, jugs of water and put it on a dispenser. Uh, but it's all RO. I think healthy, pure drinking water is one of the foundations for good health in general, period. Um, if you have a water structurer, you could also structure the water. 
structured water, um, the claim of it is that it goes into the cells more efficiently when it's structured a certain way. So there's different water structures. One was given to me as a gift from a, a listener. Uh, and um, uh, we structure the water that we use too. Overall, I think one of the best ways that anybody can really improve their quality of their life, not only just by improving their mental clarity, uh, their mental focus, you know, their ability to, to uh, reason, uh, their understanding of natural law, of course, you know, is going to bring about better overall well-being in addition to physical well-being, spiritual well-being. You know, being physically strong, you know, it's it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. It's a back and forth. Being spiritually strong will help you to want to increase the physical well-being. Being physically strong will help you to resist other forms of toxins and mind control and, you know, the manipulation efforts that are geared against us. The body plays a huge role in that. So it's not all just about sitting at your computer or at the TV, taking in documentaries and reading books. It's about get, being active as well. There's a balance that needs to be struck there. It's something that, again, I haven't talked enough about, but I want to even move into more, especially regarding the time that we are in, folks. You know, because there's a lot of toxic, toxic elements in the environment. There's not only just toxic people because they don't have a shielding to this because they're not doing a lot of this work, but, you know, we have physically toxic agents all around us, the chemtrails that they continue to spray, the poisons in the food, radionic weaponry that we know even very little about, guaranteed that's at work. Um, you know, so-called drugs and medications that go to work on the physiology in horrible ways. Fluoride in the water, you know, which is so important to get that out of there with things like a, a reverse osmosis system or a water distiller. There's so much garbage in the environment. It's constantly barraging us and going to work to try to break down our defenses physically and then to get into the body and break down our defenses psychically and spiritually learning about all of this stuff learning the truth and then living according to the principles of natural law is going to be our biggest shielding against that getting the physical body in good condition is going to be an additional certainly a strong additional layer of shielding against that it starts with the mind it flows to the body and then as the body gets stronger, the mind and, mind and spirit are going to get healthier. It's a cycle. It can help us to overcome um, bad emotional states, depression, when we think of the state of the world. You know, that's one of the things I think it's very effectively helped me to do. A lot of physical activity and staying fit and eating right you know you, you you dip out of that and you don't do those things and then you feel that the depression coming on more and you know when you look especially when you look at the state of the world it's easy to become overcome by all those things so doing that physical activity will help keep you in a balanced emotional state and that's very important especially if you're going to be doing the great work and continuing to do it persistently 
Most of all, physical strength imparts the ability to defend oneself and those around us who we care about when the time becomes necessary to do that, to actually physically defend oneself and one's rights and one's life. Ladies and gentlemen, that time is coming, if not already upon us. So my suggestion to everybody is to get ready. Physically prepare yourself in addition to spiritually and psychologically preparing yourself. Because the physical body is going to be required in what we are going to encounter moving forward. So prepare yourself, get ready, and ultimately take a role in caring about your physical strength and well-being because that is part of the total makeup of the self. And that's ultimately what it's all about, improving the self and being better than the person that we were, again, last year or last month or last week or yesterday. So I think that's a really good place to uh, leave this topic of discussion for today. I hope people have found uh, this interesting and uh, will be motivated to uh, put some of these things into practice directly in their own lives. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We'll see you right here next week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, everyone.